0: Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Out of Bounce. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. Joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. Hey. And we also have Christian Ernst returning after a brief hiatus. Christian, how's it going? I'm doing good. How about y'all? Doing well tonight. Uh, right now, we're recording as the Sox and Yankees are playing. It is the third inning, bottom of the third. Short, we're just homer to go up 3-0. Uh, we won't talk about this game until maybe we'll do a brief update at the end of the show about how this game's going. We got other baseball stuff going on right now. Uh, the playoffs, like I said, is starting right now. Sox-Yankees going on as we speak, uh, as we're recording this. But I do want to get a brief preview for tomorrow's Cardinals and Dodgers game. You know, the Cardinals played red hot late in the year. Uh, had a 17-game winning streak. Um, do- and then the Dodgers... 106 wins, the most ever by a team that did not win the division, because the Giants won 107, and that's a tremendous story. The New York or the uh, San Francisco Giants, excuse me, but the Dodgers, Cardinals, one game scenario. You have Scherzer pitching for the Dodgers. You have the Cardinals, who have Adam Wainwright, and uh, we. I asked you all this yesterday just because I didn't know if we'd be on before the series or whatnot. We all have the Dodgers in this game, so we're going to go around why we think the Dodgers will going to win. For me, it's simple. That lineup is just it's just top to bottom, one of the best lines in baseball. I don't see any – I mean, I could see the Cardinals, you know, not, I, don't say, I don't want to say get lucky because that dude, does a disservice to them. But in a one-game scenario, anything can happen. But I'm going with the Dodgers. Just, just, I like that lineup a lot, and I like their pitching, their bullpen. Heck, you could throw in one of their decent starters – and I mean, you don't want to risk that for the rest of the year. But they got so much talent in LA that I think it's a shoe for them to win. Don, why do you think the Dodgers win this game? Um, well,
1: Spence, you said their you said their lineup is pretty good. I would have to agree. But also, I think Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer. I was I was watching him play against the Padres. I think it was a couple games ago, and he just was not himself. So I think so. I think now when the when the lights are on him he's going to he's going to figure it out and get back to being that 10 12k guy and uh the absolute god that we know uh, that uh he can uh, he can be an absolute menace on the mound so that's the, that's the reason why i picked the dodgers
0: yeah christian uh, why did you have the dodgers win this game i mean same
2: reason as you all said <laughs> i think their roster is just you know too loaded um and the name is escaping me right now, but, uh, Oh, Trevor Bauer. If Trevor Bauer was, uh, not with this off the field issue stuff, like that never happens, I mean, Dodgers are the favorite. I mean, they have a great pull pin bullpen with, uh, Bauer. If he, you know, had the ability to return, uh, they're loaded, you know, their lineup is totally loaded. They're built for the playoffs. Uh, them and San Fran, I mean, those are the top two teams in the NL, in my opinion. Uh, but I like the Dodgers a little bit more because they've been there. They've done that. And they're trying to be the first back-to-back champions
0: in – I think that's been a while. I believe it was – I'm going to double-check. I think it's the Yankees in the early – like, late 90s, early 2000s. I was going to say, like, during our
2: lifetime or during our – like, as we're, like, watching as fans, I don't think that's ever happened in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah why do I think years. it was Yankees back in early 2000s?
2: Because the Yankees, <laughs> because yeah, because
0: the Giants was every other year. Yeah,
2: you know, the, uh, Giants was 11, 13, and fifteen. <laughs> or no, <laughs> Cause the Jeter. From, is, yeah, because Jeter was just so dominant in like the early 2000s. I would be surprised if they went back to back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's that. Um, real quick, I do want to get your all thoughts on who do you think is going to come out of each division uh, each league for me the it's a toss-up this year maybe it's because i haven't watched much baseball but i don't think it's much separation because i mean either team of the cardinals i mean at the i mean yeah the Cardinals still technically can make it but dodgers giants if that's the series we get is going to be very good because both teams have the ability to beat each other there was only one game separating during the season uh both in the season series and the standings um Braves you know without Acuna, they could still be dominant. I'm not selling the Brewers, so my World Series pick, like at the moment, if you put like you maybe pick one, I'm going with I guess the Rays and maybe the Dodgers again, like Rays Dodgers rematch. Um, and which is weird because the Rays, you know, I was doing ESPN la- last night that like their lineup from last year, they lose. Um, what's his name? Blake Snell gets traded away to San Diego. They uh, lost Glass Glass now in the middle of the year, and they're dominant. So I, I guess right now, and I don't think it's gonna necessarily be that way. But Dodgers Rays is probably my pick. With uh, you know the Rays getting revenge, I'm gonna go Rays over Dodgers right now as my World Series pick. You heard it here first, uh, Dolan. Who is your World Series prediction this year? Playoffs start. You know, Ted Klaver
1: started. Gotcha. Um Well, coming out of the NL, it's got to be the Dodgers. Uh, I'm a big Dodgers guy when my team is not in the playoffs. Uh, My team being the Toronto Blue Jays, but I'm not going to go on a rant right now. Okay, I'm going to keep it professional. Um, Coming out of the AL, uh, gosh, I mean, mm. Tampa Bay is solid, but... Ah crap! I know put you guys on the spot here. It seems. Yeah, you did yeah. put me on the spot, but that's a okay, man. That's a okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa made it, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go different here. Um, give me the uh, Chicago White Sox.
0: Interesting. Hmm. Any particular reason for the White Sox? Um.
1: I like their bullpen, and they have good all-around players who have been playing well uh, together as a team in their lineup. So um, let me just look at their roster real quick. I've always been a fan of Dallas Dallas uh, Cuchel, the pitcher. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, Liam Hendricks, that's just a pitching. And then um, Jose, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson. Uh, now, wait. let me get this straight. Is Tim Anderson going to be able to play?
0: I'm not 100% sure. I, I guess my baseball keeping up. Like, I just found out a couple days ago or yesterday, that Kershaw's in, injured right now. That's how much okay. I do not pay attention during the regular season, as much
1: as I should. All right. So, assuming Tim Anderson plays. Yeah. All right. right. I'm just, Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm doing it. White Sox-Dodgers. I'll take the Dodgers to repeat.
0: All right. Christian, uh, your World Series prediction right now. Uh, like how we, we all have the Dodgers, because, you
2: know, it's the daggum Dodgers. Now, I was thinking in Tampa Bay, but and I do think they have a really good chance to uh, go into the World Series. I like the Houston Astros. You know, I think Houston uh, is one of those teams that, you know, you always have a chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, we don't have to go into the whole – uh, you know, sign, uh, sign stealing and that whole debacle and controversy. But I think Houston wants to try and prove that they are still uh, one of the baddest teams on the planet and that they can play with anybody. And they are playing, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they are going to play Chicago and to open up uh, the series. I don't. And Dalton, I don't think you and I are going to have a bet
1: like Washington and New York. I don't want yeah, to do no, that. Yeah, no, Christian, I am not surprised that you picked the Astros here. Um, I think at this point you're just trying to pick whichever team can beat mine, no. which is <laughs> perfectly No, 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 no. I, it's I, I, think, it's, I think it's a wide-open
2: race in the AL. Like, I was thinking Tampa Bay, but, Dalton, no. you have always said you want a different matchup. You want us to be different instead of the exact same thing. So, I am listening to my best friend, and I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. thinking Houston, you know, why not? And yeah. I think Thursday, uh, Houston's going to win, and I hope it's a sweep now that you say that. <laughs> but I'm, oh not gonna, I'm not going to bet on anything. You know, we'll talk about that whole bet situation later on. But I have Houston possibly being a dark horse in the AL. You know, if Chicago wins, you know, I'll give him a clap. Tampa, or as of right now, Boston win, I'll give him a little golf clap. But whoever wins, you know, deserves it. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised so you didn't our... go with the wild card. But that's, yeah. go ahead, Spence. Go okay, ahead.
0: Yeah. You're good. Our brief and uh, ex- expedited MLB playoff free. that we have. We've- Next year, maybe we'll go more in depth than just World Series. I'll get the whole thing. But, Uh, Progresses there at the playoffs. Two managers who are not going to be returning to their jobs in next season, the Padres, Jace Tingler. After only a few years on the job, he's been fired. And the New York Mets declined Luis Rojas' option for next year. Uh, Let's start with the Padres first. They were a team with operations going into the year. You know, they made all these big signings. You traded for Blake Snell. You know they thought, oh, we got Tatis, we got all the, and for a while they were neck and neck with the Dodgers and the Giants for, not just for the Wild Card, but for that division. And then they fell off late in the year. I think play, factor that how much talent we have, and what. Uh, it's unfortunate. Oh, it's only two. Play last as a major last year, yeah. and then this year. I don't like guys that get fired. Like after, I'm gonna say for the sake of argument here, but honestly, with how the season ended this year, I'm not surprised. I don't know who the hot names are in baseball that they can go after. They you had these aspirations on. Did you put yourself in, rightfully so, and then it fell apart. Late season you cannot afford to the late season collapse and honestly you got yeah. so hopefully uh, pun not intended right there get back in the playoffs. I'll go Christian first is your thoughts on the Padres deciding to move on after chasing Lord.
2: Um I mean I kinda agree with you in the sense of I'm not the biggest fan of given, you know, firing a uh, a player a player manager or a coach uh, especially you know being so young into the job itself uh, especially in like in NFL NBA uh, college sports you got to allow you know to build that culture and build that foundation you know yes San Diego does have a lot of good players and they were one of our favorites to be into the playoffs and uh, possibly a World Series contender, and it did slip through their hands. Uh, they had a real rough patch since after the All Star break. Um, they, you know, they were actually leading the division for a while before the All Star break, in front of San Fran, in front of LA. So with the Padres moving on, um, you know, I, you yeah, like like you, I don't know any of the hot names or anybody who's interested in this job, but. I can. I think that out uh, of the best candidates, San Diego is probably going to get uh, probably the best one compared to New York because of all of the controversy stuff with former managers over there.
0: All right, Dolan, your reaction to the news of San Diego firing Tingler?
1: Uh, I don't think it's. Well, I think partly it could be because of their massive fall off, but their pitching was just so terrible. Like they were doing so well early on, like you said, Spence, and then their pitching specifically just completely was obliterated. Jace um, Taylor's record is as, as a manager with two seasons as a, as with the Padres is one sixteen and one oh six overall. So, I mean, he's not he's not a bad manager. It's just you can't. I think I think these guys are looking these guys these these people are looking for the right guys to take over these these clubs. But when you're in a stacked division, you kind of just have to accept that not every year is going to be your year to win the division. And so you just have to take it like one step at a time. And these guys just and they're showing us they're showing they're showing a sign of impatience. They're like, oh, we got to win now. Even though you know we could have some pitching problems, we could bring in another person, but it's it's it's, it's the manager's fault. So we'll just fire him and bring somebody else in. That's what I thought about
0: yeah. Uh Another one, interesting enough, started the job at the same time, Luis Rojas. Now, of course, the way he inherited the Mets job was because, you know, Carlos Beltran was immediately hired from his playing days to the Mets job. But then Beltran was involved with the Astros' sign-sewing scandal that Christian alluded to briefly ago. So Beltran, they decide we're not going to have you managed before his career even started. So Luis Rojas gets the job from that way. Um, then he had the covid year last year, then this year. Interesting note that I'm reading. This is on his Wikipedia page for Luis Rojas. The Mets were the first team in Major League history this year to sit atop the division for more than 100 days and finish with a losing record. Now, that think that's <laughs> sense in my mind to move on from your manager when you have the division lead for that long and then you just have another same thing as the Padres, late season collapse, and, again, it was a club option, so the club naturally decided that. The Mets are going to be spenders of free agency because that the new ownership group that they got last year has shown that they're willing to spend big money in free agency to possibly lure some talent there. So we'll have to see how the Mets go. I mean, they trade for Baez last year in the middle of the season. Um, who's the guy they acquired? Lindor, they trade for Lindor last year before the season started, and they, uh, they you know, they signed me that big extension. So the Mets have some talent there. Those jobs are both, uh, in the market in New York is at least really nice that anyone that is a baseball fan would want to go play in New York. So I can see them, same with the Padres, getting whoever they want, just because that team is very talented, and they're Maybe a manager and a player or two away from making that next step as a franchise. Don't go to you first. Uh, your reaction to the Mets firing Luis Rojas or not renewing his option, as they termed it.
1: Yeah, dude, it's just one of those things. Like, like I, like I, like 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 I said before with the Padres. Um, you know, I guess they, they, they yeah, you. Again, you're getting rid of the manager, but you're, you don't have the pieces or you don't have the complete pieces to go actually keep yourself in the division race and not have a complete fall off. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah, like I get it. Like these are these are big markets. Well, specifically New York so people are not going to wait 10 years for this team to get get good enough to be be in contention for a world series title right yeah so they're trying to find they're trying to find the guy like the manager like now so that they can get on with it but i think they have other issues besides that
0: yeah. christian your uh, reaction to the news with the mets and luis I mean, solhaus yeah, you know, you
2: just bring up how, you know, the Mets had, you know, a lead in the division for more than 100 days and they missed the entire playoffs and have a losing record. I mean, you've got to be pretty bad to allow stuff like that um, and have that collapse. So, like, obviously, it's probably not their fault, like the actual manager's fault. It's more the team and organization and the players. Um, I mean, Cincinnati, you know, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. They had a big collapse. You know, they had a good, you know, lead for the second wild card spot, and they absolutely blow it uh, to get St. Louis in there. So, you know, you kind of – you got to realize how, you know, sometimes it's not all in the managers. It's not all, um, you know, the players or the organization. It's kind of a unison of everything and just – pressure and possibly weather and just, you know, cold streaks and all this stuff. So for New York to move on, um, you know, they're you know, we all know they're the Yankees little brother. So they need to, you know, try and have a good manager into town and possibly, you know, win the NL East. You know? Uh Atlanta, you know, they gotta they gotta think the man upstairs for um you know moving on because they weren't the greatest team in the beginning of the season. Uh but for New York to collapse like that, it's it's just
0: shocking. The thing is I remember like if you remember late uh Steve Cohen the Mets owner was tweeting out negatively about his players that he's paying. It's like your owner is not even he's disappointed in the product on the field. So, I mean, obviously someone has to move on and uh, they decide the manager so maybe you can get some of the owners not threatening on Twitter or uh, complain with the team but uh, that's a little digression there. Um, one last thing in MLB going to the final game of the year, the Orioles uh, as they lost again have clinched the number one pick for next half now baseball the way that not held until next June which is, like, right after the college season is over. It used to be, like, semi, like, late in the year, but not fully over. Now they're when the college season ends. So we don't know who the number one pick is yet, and that could easily change during spring during the college baseball or the high school baseball play season. But the Baltimore Orioles are back in the number one spot, of uh, team that seems to be going nowhere soon. But you know what? I guess congratulations, Baltimore. You're in a division where four teams win 90-plus games, and you're the team that gets the number one pick in the little draft. So maybe that can help you make that whole division 90-win teams in in the near future. i just getting a little right there. But congratulations, Gosh. Baltimore. You finally just – Christian, your reaction to the Baltimore Orioles getting the number one pick in this draft over the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks were also really bad. The Baltimore was number one. Um. Well, I mean, Baltimore
2: is kind of like the uh, Detroit Lions of the NFL and the Detroit Pistons of the NBA. They are just kind of like it, – it, if you feel bad. You know, you understand that, uh, yeah, they're going to have the first overall pick yet again, but you just feel kind of bad for them. And with Baltimore, it's not like, oh, they have this and they'll be really good. They need everything. They need luck in free agency. They need luck in the draft. They need luck everywhere. They need hot streaks and everything. And for Baltimore to be in a division where they are, like, just barely, you know, just a little bit uh, over half of the next, you know, the fourth team, Toronto Blue Jays. I think that's someone on this show's favorite team. Um. Mine. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So <laughs> both both teams eliminated by the way. That that's kinda sad. So, you know, being in uh being in that position, you know, they'll they could do something, you know, they could possibly make a little bit of noise and get the best prospect coming out of uh next season. But I mean, we don't we don't think Baltimore is going to move the needle and you know, be competitive in their own division.
0: Really? Don, our division rival, rival loosely, obviously, because it hasn't been competitive. Uh, team that you just finished your year off against. No, on your thoughts on Baltimore securing the number one pick for the second time and I think, four years? I think it was, it was a few years ago they had Allie Rutschman from Oregon State was number one. But don't, thoughts on Baltimore the number one pick in the draft? Yeah. Uh,
1: it was really good. Yeah. Um, they had the perfect tank job, ready to go, and they executed it to perfection, and now they have the first overall pick. Congratulations.
0: Right. Uh, real briefly, NBA preseason basketball is going on. Preseason going on. I actually just saw it today. One week from today, the NHL season begins. Um, as much as I like the NHL, I'm not fully well-versed in the rest of the league to know, to give accurate predictions. I will not. We're not going to do an NHL preview. That would be fun, but I just don't know enough to do an honest assessment preview. One thing I have been watching a little bit of lately is the WNBA playoffs. And as we speak, they have the game scheduled for tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, October 6th. The Connecticut Sun are down 2-1 Chicago Sky, the sixth seed in the uh, playoffs. And then out in the other uh, semi-file matchup, Phoenix is up two games to one in that series, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, some upset special going on in the playoffs. Chicago, you know, they made the big sign with Candace Parker, former LA Smart player. Uh, It's been enjoyable. The games, I mean, they're not as, you want to say, flashy as the NBA because you're not seeing dunks. But it's still a very good product because these are – the top women in the world at basketball. And I, I recommend tuning in if you have the ability to, because I've enjoyed some of the games I've seen with the WMA playoffs for sure. And if the sky make it as a 60, that's just, everyone loves a good underdog story and good upsets. So that's, I guess who I'm kind of pulling for right now. Dalton, you have some, uh, racing news, if I'm mistaken. So Dalton, take away with racing.
1: Um, yeah, sure. So, um, uh... I'm just going to try to get through this as quickly as possibly. Uh, Formula One, there's a race this weekend. It is the Turkish Grand Prix. Um, that should be fun to watch. I'll be watching that. Uh, NASCAR, some history made this past weekend in Talladega. Um I was waiting for somebody to make that one movie reference. Uh this is a cool movie to choose from Talladega Knights. Anyway. Yeah. Um Bubba Wallace becomes the first black man to win a cup series since nineteen sixty three, gentlemen. It's been that long. And not to mention, this was his first win of the season. Um, Congratulations to him. Um, They had a bit of a rain delay, but that didn't stop the man. He was able to pull out the dub. Um, uh, Let's see. Other notables. Kurt Busch finished in fourth. Joey Logano in third. uh, Keselowski in second. Um, to the standings, pretty much the same as when we left off last time. Hamlin, Larson, Legano, one, two, three. The upcoming race, the next one is Charlotte, which is the 10th. Um, that will be good. Chase Elliott's the defending champ, so we'll see if he can repeat. And that's, uh, Sunday, October 10th at 2 p.m., um for any viewers who actually care enough to watch it um back to formula one i'm not sure if anybody's gonna get up this early but that race is also on the 10th the turkish grand prix that's at eight o'clock in the morning on espn 2 uh i will actually be up because i have to work but that's i digress Yep, yeah, that's all my racing news spence
0: I feel like if anyone's up early on October 10th, they're going to be watching that London game in the NFL. A little segue to our next segment. We're taking a quick ad break first, and then we'll come back with NFL recap from last week, preview of the next week, all the good stuff that you all tune in for. So we are be gone briefly, but don't go anywhere. And we're back from the ad break. And last week, you know, some good stuff happened, but I'd be remiss if we didn't start with this story first here. Uh, that's not a story you're thinking of, I bet. Earlier today, we got news that the Dallas have released Jalen Smith, uh, middle linebacker for that team. Um, my reaction, I mean, as anyone's chapter, you can put it a little surprise right now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not super big, I don't follow Dallas that closely to know what was going on, like internally there. If there was anything that led to this. Apparently, his playing time had decreased a bit. Uh, he's on the hook for. Uh, some money from his contract because he did sign a big extension a few years ago. The Reportedly, they tried to trade him. No one wanted to, uh, you know, trade for that. I guess him on that contract. Repo- he's release really is not finalized till 4 p.m. tomorrow, Wednesday. So he could be if someone wants to make an offer. But at this point, you know he's getting released. And if he's released, you can negotiate him to whatever contract you want to pay him, which that makes sense for every club, financially speaking. So that's just a story to watch out for. I guess I I was shocked by the release. I don't follow Dallas that closely because Dallas wasn't, they're not doing terribly. So I guess they just like what they see there. And some teams going to get, in my opinion, a very good player on a very good contract. Uh, I'll go Dalton first. Just uh, your thoughts on the Jalen Smith release that happened earlier
1: today. Yeah, I was shocked. But then I thought about it for a minute and, um, I remember that they have uh, Leighton Van Der Esch and Michael Parsons and, um, you know, good linebackers. I mean, they're playing good football right now. And um, uh, if Jerry Jones is going to cut, who's going to cut? Like, that's – I mean, that's just what he's going to do. He's been doing it for, God, what, 30, 30, 40 years, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is nothing new. And, I mean, plus you just signed the guy to an extension. Like that's cold blooded. Like, why would you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm pretty I'm pretty intrigued to see where where Jalen Smith signs. Be with you. Yeah,
0: Christian, your reaction to news of uh, Jalen Smith's release? Um, I mean, honestly,
2: not super shocked. You know, seeing that they have um, mm-hmm. they have depth. At linebacker with Leighton Vanderess, Keanu Neal, who was a longtime safety in Atlanta, but um, what's his name? The defensive coordinator now. Former- oh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. That's the it was. Uh, Dan Quinn believed that he uh, Keanu uh, uh, best fit at you know the Mike linebacker, so Keanu has more reps. Micah, young rookie who. You know, can play Sam Backer, who can play defense. You know, uh, you know, down defensive end. Uh, he's very versatile. So Mike, yeah. you know, seems kind of a better and have a bigger ceiling than Jalen Smith due to the injury Jalen had before going into the NFL that did raise some question marks. So honestly, the Dallas thought, you know, Jalen Smith is a very good player, but we have a really good linebacker room that we trust in. And Jalen Smith, I mean, with his ongoing injuries, with a big contract he's had, you know, he's kind of some dead money, honestly. So they're obviously going to pay, you know, hard cap of whatever they owe him. But they think they have a really good defense, and they believe that this, you know, this Dallas Cowboys team could actually be competitive in the future. So, honestly, it was just getting rid of wasted money and a, you know, a talented player
1: at a position that they're pretty good at right now. Now, Christian, for people who don't understand football terminology listening to this, could you explain what a Sam Backer is? So a Sam Backer, uh, for the most part,
2: is the strong side of linebacker. Uh, so if you hear Sam, Mike, or Will, it's just kind of you know terms of the S, W, and M. So Sam would be the strong side. So whatever, you know, more players on the side of formation, that's where the sandbacker would go. Will the opposite and Mike would be just in the middle of the field. So, yep.
0: Thank you, Christian, for that. Thanks Don, for asking the question. Uh, Dallas no has a big one, three straight. So Dallas has doing, they're on uh, right now, I guess, after that loss to Tampa, even though it was a close loss. Uh, Week 4 recaps, you know, start with our favorite teams, how they did. Um, you know, Sunday Night Football, a lower score than I kind of thought, but also I'm not too shocked with. I'll start with myself, the Patriots. Welcome back, Tom Brady. You know, gave him a good ovation before the game, but then when it started, they were booing him because, you know, he's not on the Patriots. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I, On that last drive when they got the ball back, I was like, I had a couple friends text me last week with my thoughts on the game, and I said – Nick Folk and kick from fifty plus. I know it's when it's raining there in Foxborough. You know Collinsworth was mentioned that his plant leg wasn't the some kind of injury. I'm not entirely sure about, but when they lined up for that kick late in the game, like it was a kicker's fest. Nick Folk was alternating Ryan Suckup on Tampa Bay, both doing great jobs. I thought it was going in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like, oh, it, I thought it was gonna go in, and of course. We all know it. That doink that was heard around the world. Uh, It was very loud on the broadcast. You know what? It's a loss. It sucks. We're one and three right now. Um, wish we could be three and one, but I'm not gonna play that. What it should have game. We lost in a very good game, a winnable game at that. But in the, I was very proud of Mac Jones' performance. I think he's showing a lot of strides going forward. 31 for 40. I do not want to see him throwing 40 yards. 40 pass attempts again. That's just way too much. But the run game wasn't getting anything going all day. Tampa had a great run defense. So, we'll see. We'll play the Texas next week. Can't be worse than uh, that. I'll go Christian. You guys played Pittsburgh. I'll have you take away and uh, describe the game and your takeaways from it, if any. I mean, my
2: takeaway is, you know, we struggled a little bit early. Um against a team that is really struggling to just find an identity of themselves. Um, at one point it was up ten three, and then we had a great second, second quarter towards the end of it, uh, middle to the end of it, uh, green Bay. I mean, we can't, we can't start slow. There's a lot of really good teams that we have on our schedule still that if we start slow, we're going to get beat. Um, we did this against New Orleans. We did this against Detroit. Um, we've done this a bunch of times, and we can't we can't keep doing this. Green Bay, come on now. Um, but I mean, against you know against Pittsburgh, going into that game, I'm thinking, okay, uh, if Big Ben has a day, then one our defense isn't really that good, and Pitt may not be forever lost, but. Big Ben just does not look the same. Um, He is just kind of a shell of himself at this point. He's not mobile at all, which in the NFL, you don't have to be Lamar Jackson fast, but you can't be stumped like a tree. Tom Brady, like, even though he is not the fastest runner, he can still try and get you three to five yards. And by the way, you know, three, three and a half, four yards, it's efficient when you're running. You run four you run another four. It's third down. You know, third and second. You know, or third, uh, third down and two. You know, obviously you can. Uh, it'll be an easier third down. So Tom has gained more mobility as he's gotten older. Unlike Big Ben, who has the mobility of a tree. So you know, he has one step and he's down. It's it's very sad what Pittsburgh's at right now. But for Green Bay, I'm proud. You know, I'm proud of my boys. I'm proud of AJ. He stepped up. Randall Cobb, I mean, he had both touchdown passes from Aaron from, you know, he had uh, five catches for 69 yards. Nice. Nice. Uh, yep. Nice. You almost beat me to it and uh, two touchdowns. So uh, I'd love to see, you know, Aaron and Ran- uh, Aaron and Randall hook up yet again. Uh, this kind of reminds me of 2012, 2013 vibes when Randall was probably his peak at best uh when he was in green bay so you know we got the dub you know congrats we're three and one honestly should be four and no how new orleans is playing but i'm not gonna you know not gonna get into that conversation and we'll talk about our you know the matchup next week but i'm pretty i'm pretty confident the next several games will be uh fairly okay in green bay's favor
0: yeah uh don i know you probably want to forget about this game but uh And you can keep it brief if you want, but just briefly rehash. What happened on Sunday with your Rams?
1: Um, Well, I mean, uh, uh, we started slow. Um, We started slow, and they started fast. And um, we were able to keep it close after the first quarter. Um, And then the second quarter, they – they tacked on more points. Uh, they had a big second quarter, like a big second quarter. Um, uh, out of, out of, out of all, out of all the quarters, the second was, was the biggest. And, um, yeah. Um, you know, they're going to have to figure some stuff out. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think that they needed it. I think they needed to be humbled. Uh, the media had been talking the entire week about this team, myself included, uh, Spencer, yourself included. Um, I, am okay with it. I mean, I, I, didn't expect this team to go undefeated. Um, the division's tough. Uh, Kyler Murray's healthy and when he's healthy and the Arizona Cardinals are pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, Pretty great, but um, uh, yeah, they're gonna have to figure out the defense. Um, you got players on the defense, but you know, you can't you can't be giving up 400 yards a game, you know, and like 150 on the ground. Um, that's just that's just not gonna do it, especially in this division. That's that's just not gonna cut it. So. They've got to figure something out uh, back there. Uh, the offense, I mean, you got to get to running the ball. you got to run the ball. Run the ball. I'm going to say it one more time. Run the ball. Can you say it one more time for people in yeah. the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Run the ball. Thank you. like my boy
0: Michelle the led ball. the team, and now I get 11 yards total on Sunday.
1: Run the ball. Uh, because they're okay. obviously going to expect a pass. I don't know. Christian, was that pretty good guessing on my part? I'm no football genius, but... No, you're, you're right on cue. <laughs> I'm spot on? Cool. You're spot on. And so, uh, you know, if you're, it starts with running the ball, and then you can play action off of that and do whatever you want to do. Okay, but because we got this new toy... We want to play with the toy and show it off instead of winning football games as a team. But it's okay. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with losing a game. Uh, but not I'm glad that Arizona can turn this into a rivalry instead of getting their tails whipped. Uh, hey, I'm excited. I'm excited for the next time these two teams play and, um, I'm excited to see what the Cardinals will do the rest of the season, for sure. Hey. And and also and also the Rams too. But yeah, yeah. Don,
0: last week, uh, real quick, you mentioned a statistic about a uh, Sean McVay against the Arizona Cardinals. What's
1: the statistic again? Well, now it's seven and one, <laughs> but you know that's seven and one. Ain't no, I mean that difference is the one loss, but.
0: Yeah, it's still a lot Cliff of the Kingsbury.
1: Play. I mean, that's I mean, Spence. If it's just I'm this might just be me, but if my math is correctly, that's still above 500. And Kyler Murray and Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury are still one in seven against my team. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I was never really good at math, but I guess I could figure that one out.
0: Yeah, I'm just teasing you a bit there. Uh, that yeah, does
1: kind of segue to our next. Uh,
0: just briefly, we're gonna do this the rest of the year since we are down to so few teams. Uh, there's only one undefeated team left, as we just talked about. The Arizona Cardinals are that one team. There are currently two winless teams, both head coaches. That is the Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Urban Meyer, when he's not out partying in Ohio at bars. Um, anyway, on to probably my favorite part are uh, categories. You know, best game of the week. There was um a few really good games. Um, you know, you could eat I could be that guy and just throw my own team back in there. I'm not gonna say that. I mean, that was a great game, don't get me wrong. But the best game in my opinion this week. I'm gonna go with um probably Jets and the Titans, uh, surprisingly enough. Titans, you know, with other top two receivers in uh AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and the Jets took advantage of that. Um Derrick Henry, of course, 157 yards on the ground. I mean, I was critical of him in week one. He's bounced back. Kind of like we all pretty much thought. But like with week one, it was not that good. Zach Wilson finally looked like an NFL quarterback. Um, and, you know, the Jets got their first win. It took overtime to get there. But, I mean, that was a good game if you got a chance to watch. I, mean, I was watching Red Zone with it. So, but my takeaway, the New York Jets are not going to go winless. The first win of the uh, Wilson Sala era. We'll see how long that lasts, how long that takes them. But, you know, congratulations to the Jets. I don't, I'm not a big Jets guy, obviously. So anytime I can give them a little praise, you know, take that for what's worth. Corey Davis revenge game, by the way, used to play for the Titans. They didn't want him anymore. Went off for four receptions, 111 yards, including a touchdown in the fourth quarter that gave New York the lead. Of course, uh, Tennessee tied it back up, and then in overtime, Maddie Madola was the guy who got the game winner. But that was my game of the week, Jets-Titans. Christian, what was your game of the week this past week?
2: I think game of the week came down to both – to two blue teams. Yes, I mean blue. The color blue, Carolina and Dallas Cowboys. To me, that was the game of the week because here's why. Carolina – as, as well as Oakland, Oakland, Las Vegas. I will never correct myself on that. <laughs> and then Denver. Those were the three with Arizona, the three undefeated teams in the NFL that lost besides Arizona. Denver does not look like they are going to be a good team into the playoffs. You know, how, how they played, you know, they played against bad competition. They looked good. They play a real team in Baltimore. They look like dog crap. So, Denver, I, I think they're kind of out. Las Vegas, you know, it's more the Justin Herbert kind of story than more Las Vegas. Herbert's the real deal. Herbert's the guy. He should be in the MVP conversation. Uh, and by the way, last year in the draft, we kind of thought, well, Herbert's probably the worst first round quarterback. Uh, with Tua, with Joey Burrow, with – I think there was another quarterback, wasn't there?
0: I'll double check. I think it was just – those three were the hype guys, I know.
2: I know, but I thought there was one more. But anyway, I think Dallas and Carolina was the best game because Sam Darnold, with Carolina's team, they've proven that they are a strong team. They're 3-1. and I mean – I think, I think Tampa should watch out, honestly. Tampa should not sleep on Carolina. What Matt Rule is doing over there, now they have Sam Darnold. I don't know if he's the franchise guy, but he's playing for that position, possibly. Sam Darnold could lead this team to a possible, you know, wild card position, playoff spot. Carolina looks good. Their defense, you know, in the first half, looked competitive, was not going to give Dallas everything, and Dallas had to earn every point they had. Yes, they won by eight. But they won by eight, but at the same time, like, Carolina's not a slouch. Carolina's really tough. And Dak Prescott, Dak is back. I mean, you know, everybody craps on him. Everybody's like, well, he's kind of a B-plus dude at best. He's not worth the contract. He's not this. He's not that. I mean, there was a big, you know, second and long play. He got, you know, about 12 yards. It was a third and short. So Dak, you know, Dak is mobile enough. Dak is confident in himself to be that franchise guy, to be that, you know, football player that Dallas needed. And Dallas's defense, it looks strong. Like I mentioned, you know they they have great linebackers, a tremendous secondary, and yes, they give up a big player too, and they you know miss assignment here and there, but that's all defenses. Dallas has been strong this entire year. They could have also been four and zero. There's a lot of teams that could have been four and zero depending on some factors. They have a better kicker in the opening game. They beat Tampa Bay early. They could be undefeated, and we're kind of talking Dallas in October, like, oh, shoot, this could be an actual team. So, you know, I think that was game of the week because it it shows that both teams, yes, there was an obvious winner and loser, but both teams,
0: they're not to be messed with. Uh, the other quarterback that went in the first round in 2020 was a guy that I don't know how we overlooked him. You know, he's so good. It's a guy named Jordan Love. Oh Jordan. my God! He was a he was a first round. Uh, oh yes, he was. Dolan, what was your game of the week, week four? Of the NFL. Um, whew,
1: I mean, there were a lot of good games this past week, um, but I'm gonna go down to Atlanta. And mentioned, Spend- uh, mentioned Christian's favorite team. The Washington Ooh, I was going to say team. that honestly.
2: I was thinking yeah. you like that a- was a
0: great game too. We, we couldn't go wrong
1: with either right. of pick. It was, you it was going,
0: run.
1: it was going down to the wire. I wasn't sure if that J.D. McKissick touchdown was actually a touchdown. Uh, I wasn't sure if he had like gotten over uh, the pylon while in bounds, but. Um, apparently it was obviously but yeah that was a good game back and forth uh wasn't sure if it was going to go to overtime or if one team was going to pull it out Washington football team pulled it out but yeah that was I mean that was pretty sick um I mean both quarterbacks they were playing outstanding um no interceptions like that's between the two of them um seven total touchdowns between the two of them Uh, Cordero Patterson had like three receiving touchdowns. I was like, "What is this man doing?" Some man possessed, absolutely on fire. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, for anybody out there who's a, who's a fantasy, who who are who are into fantasy football, if you had Cordero Patterson on your fantasy team, it was a good week for you. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no. This was this was this was good. Very good. With
0: how good is, it's a miracle in a way that he hasn't latched on to somewhere long term, because he's so versatile, like in the return game, in the game, in the passing game. I think yeah. it's
2: more. I think it's more the consistency.
0: That's he's not consistent yeah. enough.
2: You know, outside, he's not consistent enough being the slot or being. He's a great special teamer. I think he's a better version or more diverse version
1: of uh, Devin Hester. Yeah,
0: oh, really like over
1: there. And if uh, my memory serves me correctly, didn't Cordell the Pat, uh, Cordero Patterson play for the Patriots? Yeah, he was on the Court team for as their number one receiver, sadly.
2: But yeah. that's why oh, nice. I, but, as, but as I was saying, like Cordero, yes, he's very good. He's a Swiss Army knife, but he's not consistent week to week. So, you have a great fantasy week if you have Cordero don't start him next week because I doubt
0: he's going to have those same numbers. Numbers are a lot better than his like rushing numbers, but they basically turn him into semi running back one there in Atlanta has worked out in their favor. Um, next category. Surprise. Now this could be anything as we mentioned, be positive, be negative before you go into over an underrated segment. Uh, biggest surprise of the NFL in her past week after you want to take this?
2: Um, I think my surprise of the week, man, I would have to say, and I know who's going to talk the second I say it, I'm surprised Los Angeles lost by 17. Like, like honestly, I, like, of course I wasn't here last week to talk about, you know, Arizona and L.A., who's going to win and everything. Uh, but if I did, I would – you know, I would have lost a point because I thought the Rams would definitely not own Arizona, but be like competitive yet still win it. Um, LA's defense has not been the most dominating defense in the National Football League. I would say Dallas's defense is actually a little bit better. Uh, You know, Chicago, you know, gave them a little fight. You know, Indianapolis got into that game by three, you know, Tampa, you know, really shut them down in the second half. And then, you know, Arizona, I'm thinking, okay, Kyler Murray, he's a really good quarterback, but I think, you know, kind of the hype is going to die down a little bit and we're all going to go back to reality. The reality is Arizona's here, L.A. Rams. I think they needed this loss. I think they needed it Mm to be better and – you know, learn their past mistakes. It's early in the season. It's only week four. But I was surprised that Arizona was so good and Kyle Murray has been so efficient. Um, and he looks like yeah, he was the absolute true number one overall pick. And these last couple number one overall picks have been quite interesting. Maybe not of the 2021 class, but I'm surprised Kyla Murray has been really good, and Arizona's defense has been really good, um, you know, defensively, offensively, and just as a team. They're – right now they're the only undefeated team. They're leading the NFC best when we all kind of thought they'd be dead last. So, congrats to them.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dolan, your biggest surprise uh, of the season or of the
1: week? Yeah. Um, mm <laughs> pride where San Francisco is sitting at two and two right now um Seattle's was, was able to beat them last week and um I would have thought that they were they were a little bit better uh, at least three or four through the first four weeks but um, I get it. It was it was a tough first four games for them. Um, they played Christians Packers and uh, two other games, which I don't really bother want I go back and look at it.
2: Detroit, and um, somebody else. the Eagles, and
1: and Eagles. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was just surprised that they're that they're sitting at two and two right now. Um, same with the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense hasn't been great either. To be honest with you, there's so many. I've been, I've been, I've been looking at the, the uh, statistics of most of the matchups for this week. And what is blowing my mind is that these teams are giving up 400, at least 400 yards a game. and It's so offensively driven that you can only slow it down. You can't completely stop it. And, um, like, if you really want to go look at a good defense so far this NFL season, you would have to go look at, you know, like in Arizona or Dallas when they're giving up almost 400, but it's like the 350 range. You know, it's not like it was last year uh, where, like, my team and the Washington football team and, you know, they were – they were, like – being able to hold them to low yardage, but now it's just like the offense is just so OP. Yes, I use the gamer term OP that you can only hope, like I said, to just um, slow it down for a like a series or two. Slow down the opposing offense for a series or two, so that your so that your offense can get get score some um that yeah i mean this is uh, crazy i mean we we wanted we wanted a more offensive league and we got it so uh, i i i've basically been trying to cut all the defenses some slack because no matter what a defensive player does most of the time, the flags are going to come from the defensive end, whether from the from the defensive side of the ball, whether it's DPI, I don't know, targeting, all this other stuff, um, taunting, yeah, taunting, yeah. So, um, I, I just I've just learned to accept it, um, and you know, obviously. Obviously, the better offenses are going to be able to strive, strive in this in this NFL season.
0: So, my biggest surprise so far, and maybe it's not too surprising given how their schedule is, especially who they played this past week. In a game that we got about, because it was actually a really good game, Thursday Night Football. This is Bingles, Bengals; they're three and one right now, and I mean, like I said, they played Jacksonville, but. They- by Evan McPherson, the rookie from Florida, to get the win. Jacksonville is competitive all day, even though they're 0-4. And, and Cincinnati, like I said, their one loss is Chicago, which is so, so high. We don't know if they're going to be good, going to be bad. Uh, Pittsburgh has looked abysmal. Minnesota is very hit or miss. So their schedule, they're going to be Sunday when they put the packages. We'll get to that a little bit later on the show. But Cincinnati being 3-1 and is a uh, very surprising to me, to say the least. Uh, now on to our overrated, underrated – start with overrated. For me, it is, um, in a sense, one side of the – Pittsburgh Steelers' offense has, in my opinion, been really overrated. Stock all the way down on Pittsburgh. If you have stock on Pittsburgh's offense, sell it because you're going nowhere with that. Big Ben, as Christian said earlier, say – it's, in my opinion, it's a matter of time before we see Haskins on the team. That's kind of a bold statement here. And I know we had one of our uh, friends was telling us, oh, well, people on Twitter are saying uh, Haskins should start, so they should. I was like, no one's going to base it off of Twitter. But it, Big Ben, he can only look so bad for so long. I mean, he, yes, the numbers, he, he has thrown for over almost 301 of those times. He just is not looking the same. And like I guess that's why the Steelers friend of mine. He said once Haskins like fully knows that offense and they're comfortable with him running it, he thinks Haskins is gonna get a start. I don't know when that time is, but that offense, I mean Najee Harris, and this is partially we'll believed in uh some podcasts, his yardage is not that good if you look at the surface, but the o line has been so bad he can't get holes to get through. So Pittsburgh they're one in three with a surprising win over Buffalo. I don't know how that happened looking back in hindsight, but a win's a win. You can't take that away from them. Uh, it they just have not That's my uh overrated, you know, team player. It's that Pittsburgh offense. I do not think they're that good anymore. But but it's not really a hot take, but it's just me. Christian, your overrated player team. Um Denver Broncos. I
2: mean, I kind of alluded to it before. I'm not saying Denver's like a bad team and it's not like anything. The competition they're playing is not the greatest. New York, uh, the Giants just got their first win. So did the Jets. That's two of their three three wins. And then Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, you know, I'm not saying it's all on Trevor Lawrence, but like something's just not going right in Jacksonville and the hype is kind of lost. Um, I'm not saying throw in the towel for Trevor Lawrence right now. You know, we just got to see what's going on with them. But their offense does not look the same. It looked determined. Teddy looked like he, you know, was focused, and Denver looked like they could be on, you know, on something good here. When Drew Locke, it, you know, when Teddy – now, I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I don't know if he got hurt
1: or yeah, – he did. He got hurt. He got okay, concussed.
2: Okay. So, yeah. so Teddy being hurt, would that change the score? And, you know, possibly. He did have uh, the touchdown again, you know, the only touchdown for Denver. So, you know, now I'm kind of thinking, all right, maybe Drew Locke. is definitely not the guy. But, you know, the hype was Denver is the real deal. Denver – Could absolutely compete. Lamar did very well in the air and not so much on the ground, which is super weird. The longest run they had on the ground was 11 yards. So their rushing defense, that was absolutely spot on. Congrats to Denver. And Lamar Jackson did great in the air. That's also amazing for Lamar. But the hype is Denver is a really good team against really bad teams. And they got Pittsburgh next week, you know. You know, I think Pittsburgh won't be much, you know, to a threat to Denver. Uh, then they got the Raiders, and they got the Browns, and they got Washington, Dallas. They got the Chargers and the Chiefs later on. They got a tougher schedule as the games go on. So, I mean, to be honest, you know, where do I think you know Denver can go into the playoffs? I don't know. They got it's a really tough schedule, uh, at the Pittsburgh. So
0: you know, wild card maybe, but I'm not gonna predict on them. Division's loaded. Like unfortunately, big fan joke. This could be his last year there if they collapse, quote unquote. That's not really their fault because their schedule just gets a lot difficult. But that's a little head to how this could fall. Don, who do you think? Is the great player team of the week or underrated. No, we're on overrated right now. We'll get to underrated in a second. Oh, okay.
1: Um you say you say you say you got like below the radar. No, overrated. Who stopped okay, down? No, okay, no. I got confused for a minute there. You guys were saying two different things. My bad.
2: Um
1: overrated. Um got to go with um I'm not gonna write off the Raiders just yet. The Chargers are a good football team. I'm not gonna write them off. Um, the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were gonna come in and um, be able to win at least at least the first first two or three of their first four. Um, but seeing as, you know, Gatua's injury and you know Jacoby Brissett coming in and actually Brissett has been better than Tua. Uh, I mean, it seems to me like Brissett is more is like more catered to this offense and better for this offense than Tua is. Uh, But I thought that they were going to be a lot better than they are sitting at one and three in the AFC East, which is second, mind you, but right now. Um, It's early, but I think I think also the Colts, uh, they they won, but that was their first win uh, that they had against the Dolphins, and I uh, that was my concern coming into the coming into the season as if Carson Wentz was going to be healthy, and he played last, he played he played against Miami on bum ankles. Give the man some credit. Um, he's a he's a trooper. Oh, he's a he's a real one, somebody that you want to go to war with, but. Um, there was a lot of hype surrounding Indianapolis and, um, Carson Wentz's health was something that I was concerned about. Um, and don't get me wrong. Their schedule was tough too. I get it. They very well could have gone 0-4 in the first four, but going 1-3 is not terrible, especially for having a tough schedule. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see if the Colts uh, can bounce back and uh, start winning some football games. But I thought, you know, Miami Dolphins team as a whole seemed to be a little bit overrated as of right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. On to underrated team or, or player. Take it how you want. And let's go back to Dolan there. Dolan, who do you think is an underrated player or team?
1: Underrated. Um, Whew. uh, it's got to be well. It's got to be the uh, Cardinals. Uh, that, I think I think that's pretty much a no brainer here after four weeks. You know, um, I want to hear it from you two because you two didn't have the Cardinals winning the division either. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we, obviously we've been sleeping on the Cardinals. Um, we we took their. Free agency acquisitions for granted, and um we thought, uh maybe they're just gonna be the same old Cardinals. Um, we thought, yeah. You know, I mean, my or two... What? I'm sorry. My thing with the
0: Cardinals is just that the division's tough. It wasn't necessarily that Cardinals are bad. It was just that the division's very tough. I thought the other three teams were just better than the Cardinals. That's that's my takeaway. That, that's
2: what think. we were thinking because, like, like Arizona could be a division winner. In a lot of other divisions, but it's yeah, they're gonna be fourth place in this division because we thought we're wrong, but we thought 49ers, Seattle, and LA were gonna be better.
1: Yes, yes, but also they brought in, they brought in um, the wide receiver AJ Green, who had had a history of injuries, so we wasn't sure if he was gonna be healthy. J.J. Watt, while still being a great defensive player, is on the tail end of his career. D-Hop's still great. Christian Kirk's still great, don't get me wrong. Now, I thought the James Conner move was underrated as heck. Uh, I mean, he played pretty well. Chase Edmonds, like them them two in the backfield, and then Kyler Murray running around. 5'9", running around. Um, He gave me headaches over the weekend. I'm not gonna go any farther into it, but um, let's just say when you have big, tall defensive ends, and you try to sack a five ten dude, and you get penalized for it, uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. But I think the Cardinals, you know, they're they're showing people that when 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 completely healthy, they are forced to be reckoned with. Now I want to see them complete a season. Okay, we've seen it before. The Cardinals are be red hot through the first eight games. Well, in a sixteen game season it would have been eight games. But now that we have an extra game it'll probably be like eight or nine. But can they can they continue to move forward through the entire season, not just half the season? That's what I wanna see from the Cardinals.
0: All right. Christian, your underrated player or team um, I gotta go with the team, and I gotta go with Spencer's team. I
2: gotta go to New England. New England is one and three, but so is every other team besides the Buffalo Bills in that division. Like New England, honestly, if you know things went their way, they beat Miami. Uh, New Orleans can't really explain that. Mac Jones was not good, uh, and neither was the defense. And New Orleans. I mean, that's kind of an overrated team because they are very up and down. We don't know what's going on in New Orleans. But they're their field goal away from being Miami, from being Tampa Bay, they beat the Jets up pretty easily. And New Orleans, you know, I'm not going to defend that one. New it's England, well, New England can look, you know, New England's 3-1 and one with Buffalo. You know, they're, you know, Close games here. New England, you know, Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Mac Jones, who we all think is probably the worst quarterback. If we're if we go back to the draft, we all thought he was the worst quarterback compared to Trevor Fields, Zach Wilson, and others, and uh, Trey Lance. But Mac Jones looks like he's playing the best out of the quarterbacks. Like him and just now Zach Wilson. Oh, and Justin Fields. Um they have their first win, but the number one overall pick doesn't, which is really weird. You know, so that's a whole other discussion. But New England, you know, they, they've put them – you know, they're a dog in a the fight. They are going to play you, you know, from beginning to end, and you're really not going to like it. Um, you got Houston next week, which I think is a you – know, I think is a dub. Uh, Dallas is tough. You got New York again, which that could be a dub. Uh, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, you get into a tougher schedule. Uh, kind of seeing how this team started out, they may miss the playoffs because they are playing tougher teams as the season goes on. But New England's kind of underrated. They could pull something off and get into a wild card spot. They did kind of you know, shoot themselves in the foot with being one and three. But I think New England's a very underrated team, Spencer.
0: Ah, uh, thank you, I appreciate it. I, yeah, that's what we're gonna have. We're gonna come to end the year. It's like, oh, we would have won one more game. Well, you know what? If that's how it works. The game separates you from the playoffs. But I, I, yeah, Mac Jones looked really good, and there's also reports that Jamie Collins could make his third trip back to New England. So if that happens, I'll be, I'll like that. I mentioned last week when he got released. I like to see Jamie Collins there. He underrated. It's a Sort of a little bit different than Dalton's pick. Uh, he just said the Cardinals team. Mine is specifically the Cardinals running. Don kind of alluded to it with uh, the Connor move and uh, Chase Edmonds. But I didn't realize how good James Connor has been for. He had two touchdowns against the Rams. I believe he had two touchdowns the week prior um, in that game against Minnesota. No, against Jacksonville, he had two touchdowns. Um, don't have a buddy, Arizona Cardinals fan. He's like, yeah, Connor's a really good red zone back. And – or, like, yeah, in the goal line, have him carry it. Get the touchdown. It's all you uniform. Edmonds, 12 carries, 1 in 20, 10 yards a carry. Watch out for Arizona's rushing attack. Kyle didn't look that impressive comparatively to what we've seen him do. And then Rondo Moore's been getting some uh, – I-, I need to watch the plays. I'm assuming his jet sweeps. Maybe he's live in the backfield. I've seen the versatility with Ron since high school days. That rushing attack should be something to watch out for as the season goes on. As good as flashbacks has been through the air, that ground attack is going to be very beneficial for them as they go forward. So um, that does it for our overrated, underrated segment. Now on to our uh, NFL preview five games pick five that we have. For the week, we're going to start Thursday night football. Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. Don't miss your boys. You take it away. Why should we think the Rams are going to bounce back this week on short rest?
1: Because when have you seen my team lose back-to-back?
0: Very round right. the Big Bay era, for sure. Uh,
1: I, 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 If this team... Is who I think they are. They'll bounce back and they'll beat Seattle in Seattle. But, like I like I said, it comes down to the to the to the defense, all right. Um, now DK Metcalf might not play. If he doesn't play, that means that it's going to be Tyler Lockett. And I mean, guys, I, I mean yeah. we play them twice a year, and I can't name that third wide receiver. Uh, I mean,
0: Locke very good.
1: Will, yeah, he is. Will Disley, uh, Swain. I mean, I. Um, that the defense he, is going to oh, be true. Never, no,
0: never mind.
1: Gerald oh. Everett's on the COVID list. Uh no, you're gonna see a return. Yeah, no. Hey, I'm glad that Gerald Everett got his money. All right, I'm glad that he got his payday. All right, he's a, he's a good tight end. Good, 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 good receiving tight end. It was a good pickup for them. But anyway, um, yeah, okay, stopping the run, Chris Carson, all right? He's a great running back. You got to be able to stop him and then, you know, just contain Russ, all right? That's that's pretty much we, what we have to do in the division, period, is just contain the quarterback because they can run, all right? Now that Trey Lance is coming into the fold in San Francisco, mobile quarterback, mobile quarterback, mobile quarterback, all right. If you can't contain the quarterback, it's going to be a long day. All right, And I would really like it to be a close game by halftime, unlike last week. All right, So if they can shore up the defense and get back to running the football, like I know McVay can do, I know he can dial it up and run the football. I've seen it happen. Then I can expect them to them being the Rams to win this game. Now, the spread right now is two and a half. People are gonna be banging on the Seahawks at plus two and a half because they're in because they're in Lumen Field. That being said, I think it's gonna be a very close game. I think it's gonna be like a one or two point game, right? But I think that Rams will edge this one out. Just barely. Uh and also not to mention the Seahawks defense. I said this earlier in the pod. The Seahawks defense. the, the, the uh, Seahawks defense has not been as good as we thought it was going to be at the very beginning of the year either. They have Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, Carlos Dunlap, Bobby Wagner. Uh, it's so. This is going to be. This is going to be interesting to see what these two defenses do um, facing up against each other because they have not been well up until this point.
0: All right. Thank you, Dalton. Um, no problem. So, my theory, and I kind of was listening to some podcasts and they mentioned this, is the Rams, like, going into the last week, it's like they got to play a tough Arizona team and then on short rest play Seattle. I think there's a, a t- I mean, – I don't know, the NFL players are professionals. They're not this necessarily. But I think a little bit they may have tried to look ahead that we got really good – games back to back short rest here. They may have overlooked Arizona a bit to go to air to Seattle. I think they'll be really prepared, even though it is short rest, as we've mentioned. I think they're gonna come in. Maybe may not blow them out, kind of like you said keep it close. But I don't see them, you know, falling back to back, which I've been wrong before saying that they got certain teams. But I think it'll be- McVay will do what he can he does team prepared. Stafford going into Seattle, interesting environment for him. But I guess I think they're going to rebound nicely, I think. Uh, Seattle's like a benefit from playing a rookie quarterback and an injured quarterback again. Christian, your thoughts on uh, Rams-Seahawks this Thursday? So, I'm kind of looking at the yards
2: per game. Just defensively, where do they rank? Seattle, dead last. L.A., six to last. They're not the best defenses right now. In the air – Seattle is not the worst. L.A. is just right there. You know, them in, them in Seattle very close, uh, allowing yards in the air. The run game, the Rams uh, – not the Rams, the Seahawks are the worst. But, uh, you know, Seattle is a – you know, they're a bend, not break kind of defense. They allow 25 points a game. They allow a ton of yards, but once they get into the red zone – they kind of you know, stiffen their ground, and they don't allow the other team to score. These are not the best two defenses right now. And like Dalton mentioned, if DK Metcalf is injured, if he's out for this game, which I think, you know, you got, what is it, 12 more games, you know, let DK rest and see if he can get back, you know, see if he can get back week six, week seven uh, at full health. You know, this game is, you know, it is a big game because it's in the division. Arizona's really good. LA's very good. So I don't think you want to rush DK's health right now. But Seattle's going to need everything out of Tyler Rocket, need everything out of Freddie Swan, Gerald Everett, Chris Carson in the backfield. They're going to need a lot to, you know, replace DK and his ability to just, you know, bully uh, cornerbacks. So, Seattle and LA, they're going to battle it out. Uh, But I got LA in this just because, you know, like I don't also mention, they don't lose a lot back-to-back. I think it was only, like, once in the McVay era, and that was at the very beginning. Like, they don't lose back-to-back a ton. They don't, you know, uh, be embarrassed and then go to Seattle and be embarrassed again. I think LA is going to bounce back. Stafford's going to realize, like, you know, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. It's much better than Detroit, but this is still the NFL. You got to play. Uh, you got to play every game. Like, you know, that is the absolute best team in the league, even though they may not be. So, you know, I think LA's got this because Seattle's defense has not proven they can stop a daggum person.
0: All right, thank you there. Uh, we're not going to predict this game, but just one thing of note, the NFL Sunday slate does start earlier this week, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, uh, with the New York Jets taking on the Atlanta Falcons over in London this week over the year. So if you're playing fancy spor- uh, sports, if you have one of the guys on those teams like Cordero, as I mentioned earlier, make sure to get your lineup set early and also wake up early because it's probably going to be a good game, honestly, with how Uh, inconsistent those teams are but in the one o'clock hour we do have a team a game that at least on the surface looks good based on the two teams record it's green bay and cincinnati uh christian you're a Packers fan so take away first your thoughts on the game and who do you have winning it this is going to be kind of an underdog of possibly the
2: best game of the week It, it could be buffalo kansas city could be good um, I'm just kind of looking at other games right now. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, like game of the week type. Uh, Green Bay, 3-1. and one. Cincinnati, 3-1. and one. Joe Burrow, like, I don't know. He could actually be the real deal. We all kind of thought at LSU the hype's going to die down. His rookie year before he got hurt, all the hype was kind of real. This You know, a lot of close games and their defense wasn't great. Their defense has improved, um, and definitely Jamar Chase has improved from preseason because we were all kind of scared. You draft you draft a receiver who drops a, every daggone pass thrown to him for a franchise left tackle, and so far, even though Cincinnati's O line is still not good, they're good enough to keep Joey up and you know score him some points. Green Bay, better watch out. This could absolutely be a repeat of what happened in New Orleans, but worse. Right? If you take Cincinnati too lightly, you're gonna get beat. Joe Burrow, you know, he is he is an older rookie. I'm pretty sure he's like 23, 24, or you know, for second year, I mean. So he, he's an older older young guy, but he can still be dynamic. He can still You know, he he has great ball placement, and he is just a fantastic, fantastic quarterback. You know, sad that Ohio State never gave him a real shot. Sad that nobody else really cared when he was in the transfer portal. LSU got him a national championship. And Cincinnati, I'm being for real. Cleveland's offense, very inconsistent. Pittsburgh, in the can. Baltimore, I mean, will only shoot themselves in the foot. If you know they can't win a game. Cincinnati right now is sitting pretty nice in the division right now. Cincinnati is looking to actually beat Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers, AJ Dillon, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, and others, even though Zadarius and Jair are both injured right now, every single player in Green Bay, they got played for number 12 right now. They got to play for A-Rod because prediction is A-Rod is probably going to leave Green Bay and go to, you know, a Denver, go to a New York, go to maybe a New England, who knows, go to a Houston, go to any other team and possibly win a Super Bowl there. They got to play really well and they can't slip up. They slipped against New Orleans. New Orleans looks like they're inconsistent. Cincinnati, it is only the fifth week, but Cincinnati looks better than other teams. So, Green Bay, I think Green Bay is going to take this dub, but I would not be shocked at all if Cincinnati pulls out of an upset at home. All right.
0: Yeah. Dalton, who do you have in uh, Green Bay and Cincinnati? Who do you have taking home the crown?
1: Uh, Well, this is going to be a good game. I'm going to make sure that I'm watching it. Now, let's not get it twisted, people. I'm not a Packers hater, okay? I'm just going to throw that out there right now.
2: He's just a Um, Christian
1: hater. I'm just a what? Christian hater? (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I I absolutely despise you. No, I'm just kidding, buddy. I love you. I love you, too. Uh, Uh, So... Green Bay's offense is, is good. I can rely on Devonte Adams. I'm starting him this weekend, so I hope that he has some good production for me. Um, that being said, you know, uh, Green Bay's defense has been able to step up. All right, they've been able to they've been able to step up. They've been able to, you know, by, with Joe Barry, uh, the Packers' defensive coordinator. They've been doing pretty well with the defense. OK, he's not as so terrible as people make him out to be. All right. He came from my beloved Los Angeles Rams. He's a linebackers coach and assistant coach. All right. Um, so you love taking our coaching staff, Christian. Jesus, Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry next year. Are you, are you just going to go take our and our, you know, our, uh, you know, our head coach too? our running backs coach? That's what I just said. Yeah. Our entire <laughs> team. Just go ahead. I mean, good lord. Anyway, um, I think that the Packers will win this game, uh, but I think it will be close. Uh, I would have to agree with Christian. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati wins. I don't want to pick Cincinnati. I I don't want to pick Cincinnati just because I'm not sure what they look like against Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't really turn the ball over, um, that much. Uh, big. A big uh, throwaway guy. Uh, I want to see them get pressure on him. Uh, Honestly, if they can, get pressure uh, to Aaron Rodgers. If they can't, it's going to be a long day. Uh, Now, Cincinnati is at home, so that is an edge that they have. But they're not favored. So if that tells you anything, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick the Packers, though. I think they'll be able to pull it out yeah uh
0: one thing i need to note before i make my prediction is uh last week cj uzoma the tight end for Cincinnati, had two touchdowns i think he's been a very underrated player this year honestly i think he could have a chance for a good game come sunday that being said i'm looking at the packers now they don't have kevin kings is as questionable here so that could be a big difference for a uh, some, I mean, okay, In seriously, no,
1: be- you're right, Spence.
0: Jeez, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, no. But in seriously, Jair being questionable is a big red flag because he's their best corner, probably. And Preston Smith being I mean, questionable, yeah. As Christian said earlier. With all that being said, I like the Packers in this one, but frankly, I don't think it's gonna be that close. You guys said in a close game. Maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, at the end of the day, I have the Packers winning. I just think that Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to be such a mismatch there. He's got Devontae Adams there. Um, Maybe someone else can come up with some big plays. Um, But I think Aaron Rodgers, he's on a mission right now to prove that he still has what it takes. And I think you you see LaFleur, you know, let fly again. And I think the second half is not going to be much to watch. I think Green Bay is going to win this one by at least two score, two touchdowns.
1: Oh, you heard it here first, people. Spencer predicts by two
0: touchdowns. Yep, that's my prediction here. If uh, it's close, congratulations to you guys. But, I mean, Christian, all you care about is the W, though, right?
2: Yep, all I care about is that W. That delicious yeah. W. I'm not going to do the James Winston thing, but that's <laughs> all I care about. And also, I just uh, just blanked on this, but Joe Barry versus Joey Burrow. Joey Barry, Joey Burrow. Ooh. Uh, oh, Joe wow. B.
1: <laughs> the wow. J.D.'s. Joe Barry with an E, right, guys? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. playing. It's with B-A-R-R-Y. Yeah. I, don't know. Um, I, I did pass spelling. I'm okay, just going to let you guys know that.
2: Yeah, Sister Sharon would be very disappointed. Nah, oh,
1: no, she was not my spelling teacher, but, you know. Okay, we're getting off track. we got to get back track yeah. here. we got to get Go back, back on track.
0: Anyway, um, yeah. on, to the, on to the 4 o'clock hour. We have a game. Really, potentially be very, very good, and that's uh Browns Chargers. You know, Browns three and one, traveling to LA to take on the Chargers, who are also three and one. Real quick, before we uh, break down the Browns game, I do want to give a quick shout out to her. Uh, a friend of Don and I is from school. Her name's Kaylee. She's a Browns fan. She's from Cleveland, and she told us she's listening to this podcast. She's very excited. She's glad for us. Glad the Cleveland Browns are doing well. Um, Again, thank you for all support from all law friends. Feedback is always appreciate. That being said, I'm sorry. I'm going with the Chargers this week, honestly. I think Justin Herbert. Uh, what we saw Monday night from Herbert, as we've seen all season, he is the real deal. And he is such a poised quarterback. He's not going to make that many mistakes. And I think Cleveland does keep it close, though, unlike Cincinnati, as I said. But at the end of the day, Chargers playing at home, as long as another another lightning delay, this game should be uh, fun. But as I said, they handled the Raiders pretty easily. Uh, if you watch the game, so I think that Herbert's gonna do it just enough to beat Baker Mayfield and company come Sunday. Dalton, your thoughts on the Browns and the Chargers?
1: Oh, I think it's gonna be close. Uh, what we what we didn't realize is that Cleveland's first in rushing. Offense and Chargers defense is 29th in rushing yards. That's going to be something to watch out for. Um, but statistically, I mean, Cleveland is is doing pretty well uh, in total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, points. Uh, but the thing is, it, it, if the run game isn't there, is Baker going to take over that's the real question, gentlemen. Is Baker going to be able to take over and win the game for him? Now, you know Brandon Staley is going to come with a good defensive plan to be able to stop down, uh, stop the running attack and uh, be able to minimize the weapons as much as possible. I don't think Jarvis Landry's is going to play this weekend. He's on IR. So it's going to be Odell, uh, David, Njoku, Austin Hooper, those guys on the outside. Uh, Desmond Peoples Jones, the Michigan alum uh, guys. I'm glad to see that he's coming into his own. I'm really glad to see that. I was a big fan of him coming out of college. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Chargers. Um, I just think I just think that you know Justin Herbert and Brandon Kelly are so good at many each other. Justin Herbert doesn't need uh, somebody to constantly be on his back. He's a smart kid. He can go through his progressions really quickly and just do his own thing. Brandon Staley trusts him. Justin Herbert tr- uh, tr- uh, tr- uh, tr- uh, trusts Brandon Staley in the defense. Um, and I think the Chargers defense with Durren James and Joey Bosa uh, and uh, pieces coming in together like White and uh, – Nuosa or how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I terribly mispronounced that, but uh, I just think they're fast, and I think they'll be able to rattle Baker uh, and get the dub in SoFi.
0: All right. Christian, who do you see taking the dub in the Browns-Chargers game?
2: Uh, I think this is, is going to be a really good, more of a offensive matchup than defense. Um. We saw in week one that the L.A. Chargers went up against a real tough defense in Washington. A little, you know, I'm not going to say they were the overrated bit, but Washington has not proved that they are the same defense that they were last year. But anyway, Cleveland has proved that they, you know, they can compete. Their defense has been getting, you know, given up some points. Um but their offense has not been clicking as much. It was a late start against Houston until they really picked up. Chiefs, the exact same thing in week one. The, I mean, they beat the Bears, but they only had one passing yard. Chicago did. Like, that was not I – don't, I don't consider that a really good game for Cleveland. And then, like, they won. They, they were up 11-7 to against Minnesota. It's like, oh, it's 14-7. No, it was a weird score in most of that game. So, Minnesota, you know, they're not the best team either. And Cleveland's offense has not been consistent enough to where I would think, you know what, they can go up against Los Angeles. Cleveland's defense could absolutely make a case to Justin Herbert. Yeah, welcome to the NFL. This is a real defense. But I'm going to have to pick the Chargers in this one. I think Justin Herbert will put enough points on and do enough to get his team to win because we have seen the Browns offense be so inconsistent. They put up, uh, they put up 29 against the chiefs and then, well, they put up only 26 against the bears. They only put up 14 against Minnesota. Uh, I don't think Cleveland's offense is that consistent. And you, you look at their schedule, they got two tough games back to back, LA and Arizona. And then you got the Broncos. That's probably a dub. They got Pitt. That's probably a dub. At Cincinnati, tough. At New England, eh. I mean, they got a lighter schedule as the weeks go on. But these next two weeks, I think, will be going to be very, very revealing up to Cleveland Browns. But I still got the Chargers to win.
0: Uh, stick with that four o'clock hour. The. San Francisco 49ers traveling to uh, Glendale, Arizona, taking on the undefeated Arizona Cardinals in a division matchup. Uh, Jimmy G post-game press conference said he'll probably be out a few weeks. So Trey Lance, by all indications, getting his first start. Um, That would match his total starts that he had last season in college because they only played one game during the fall because he didn't play in spring. Um, Anyway, I think Arizona – I don't think they're going to put up a 17 point victory again, although they could because San Francisco has been um, training a little bit downwards. Although, one thing is Debo Samuel does lead the league in receiving yards with 490 yards through uh, four games. Just something to note right now. That being said, I think if you see Shades Cliff again, because I-, I watched that game, I know it's probably sunny where they were playing, but Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline wearing sunglasses. Just looked like he was just not having a care in the world. If we get sunglasses, Cliff Kingsbury again, I think it's over. I think Arizona is going to move on to 5-0 and o this week. Um, although, it being a division game, there's always a chance for, you know, an upset or keeping it close when it probably shouldn't be. But I, I love Kyler Murray. I think he's playing fantastic MVP level right now, so that's who I'm going with. Don, your division, 49ers cards, uh, how do you see this one going
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but two injury riddles wins. They got too many good players that are injured, and I think obviously the Cardinals have the hot hand. Um, the Cardinals go on to 5-0 after this week. Five and a half at home, slam that down. Um, give me the Cardinals to cover completely. If you're
0: you think arguing with us, was- you lose, dude, you know, I was responsible. Just saying. Christian, huh? how do you see What? I said, if you take our gambling advice and you lose, do not hold us responsible because we're not a gambling. Okay, show. okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, enough. we're
2: not. Uh, we're not daily lines on ESPN.
0: Yeah, we're not that. We're not doing plays of mind. That <laughs> Coward does. Off, anyway, uh, Christian, how do you see the Forty Nineers and Cardinals game going down?
2: Um, man, I wish I was. You know, really different in the last two games that we've had. Um. I think it's going to be Arizona. Look, I don't like I. I like San Fran defensively. They still carry a little bit of that Robert Sia, uh defensive mindset that we're going to be the best. You know, next man up mentality. But I don't think San Fran offensively looks the same. Yes, Debo Samuel is leading in receiving yards, and he is their true number one. But when, like, who do they fully trust? Are they going to trust Jimmy? Are they going to trust Trey? I'm seeing a lot of, well, we like Jimmy right now, but when we are when, when we want a touchdown, we want Trey in there. Like, you got to be, you know, like, yes, Jimmy is our number one. Or, yes, Trey is our number one. You can't be this, you know, tiptoe around this question, uh, Mr. Shanahan. So... You know, if you trust Trey, and I think the last time I heard Jimmy Garoppolo was questionable, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think Jimmy is questionable. So, Trey could absolutely get his first start against Arizona. That's going to be a bad game. We've seen that these, you know, the first round picks in this rookie class, this has been tough for Trevor, for Zach, for, uh, for Justin, for the most part, for Mac Jones. I mean, these, court, these young guys are not getting, you know, they're not getting it like they were in college. So, you know, I got Arizona winning this game because I don't think their offense is as consistent enough, and a lot of the yards that they usually get, garbage time. So, you know, how can you really can you really trust that you know their offense is going to be as explosive? So I got Arizona
0: and Calamori to go five and zero. All right. Uh before we do our last game of the week, I do want to say Christian, despite not being on last episode, did Texas his picks. He went a whopping four and one bouncing back with his one and four week three performance.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. Uh,
0: so yeah, Christian, congratulations going four and one. So yeah, if you want to listen to you all have the same picks this week so far at least. Uh overall standings, Christian's up a game with a nine and eleven record. Dawn and I are both eight and twelve. We have been so bad this year wow. with our predictions. I was like, I'm um, winning or
1: what? "Yeah, I mean, guys, do you know? Do you, I mean, here's what I think. I think it's probably last year we didn't have fans in the stands, so it was a whole new experience about you know picking games and predicting who is actually going to be able to win. But now that there's fans, we have to take that into consideration." Yeah, and sure for about. the entire year last year, we just never even thought about it.
0: Yeah, it's really? a yeah. Last year was a lot better. Uh, like I said, we also updated to five games versus four last year, but that that's a little digression there. Anyway, final game of our picks this week: Sunday night football. The Buffalo Bills traveling to Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri, take on the Chiefs. Chiefs, albeit two and two, Buffalo's three and one, but the Chiefs are we all know. They're a lot better than the record says they are, but you are what your record says you are. But they're a lot better than a 2-2 two and two team, because Mahomes, Elaire I don't know if he'll fumble again. Tyreek Hill, you know Kelsey. List goes on and on and on. This could be our uh, AFC Championship preview. It is a rematch of last year's AFC title game. Could be a preview to this year. All that being said, I do like Allen. I think Allen's been playing really well this year. Diggs has been playing really well. But it's an Arrowhead, and I know they have lost in Arrowhead this year, but I just cannot. You, I mean, we like we've discussed. You can't really pick against Mahomes, even if you think they're gonna lose. Uh, last week, their defense though was abysmal; they gave up thirty points to the Eagles team that is just dreadful. So I think it'll have to be a shootout. If it's a closer game, I think it plays in Buffalo's favor, but I think it'll be a shootout, and I think that, you know that. Offense with Kansas City. They can score in the blink of an eye, so I'm taking the Chiefs this week. Christian, how do you see uh, the Chiefs and the Bills going down? I'm looking at their
2: schedules right now. You look at the two losses that Arizona – that Arizona – Kansas City has had. We all consider Baltimore having a pretty good offense and a nice defense. And we consider the Chargers to be the only competition – or one of the – you know, Las Vegas here and there. But it looks like the Chargers right now are the best team in the division as of right now. And, you know, kind of give credit, the Chiefs are right now the worst team in that division, which is shocking. But Kansas City has played two real good offenses and lost. Buffalo is 3-1, and one, and the best offense they've played they actually lost against, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miami, they got shut out. Houston, they got shut out. I mean, Washington football team, they're not you know, Taylor Heineke is not marquee quarterback, and we all know Washington's offense isn't as dynamic as a lot of other offenses are in the league. So the toughest offense Buffalo has played, which is which has been Pittsburgh, they lost. Kansas City, they're favored by two and a half, and as they should be. I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning just because Buffalo has not played, in my opinion, true competition. They have not been up against a real good offense this entire season. And the best offense they've played it actually has a, you know, a okay quarterback and Big Ben, they lost to him. Because Jacoby Brissett, not the same guy. Taylor Heineke is Taylor Heineke. And was it Ty- was it Tyrod or Davis? Uh
1: Davis. Davis Mills. Yeah.
2: So, Davis Mills, obviously he hasn't shown anything. And if I can't remember who started for Houston, they're not going to be Jack. So, Buffalo has not shown they've actually played good teams and actually, you know, really be, you know, representing that three and one. So, I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning Sunday night because Buffalo's going to look at a real offense and they're probably going to get overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking, like you mentioned, last week Davis Mills threw four interceptions. Yeah. I don't think Mahomes is going to do that.
2: Oh, I uh, So Davis Mills, uh, he went by Nathan Peterman a couple of years ago. Was that right?
0: Oh, oh yeah, reincarnated. Cool. Yeah. Uh, real quick before I get dull and game, Josh Gordon has been elevated to the 53-man Russ, so all goes forward to playing Josh Gordon will play Sunday night for the Chiefs. Don, I think I know where this is going, but how do you see Bills and Chiefs going down on Sunday?
1: You guys know I'm a big Chiefs guy. Um if I'm I was Huh?
0: It's like you're from Missouri or something. The former St. Louis Rams, now the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just
1: messing with you on. Yeah, 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 Hey, hey, hey. I mean you can keep it up, keep it up. I'm down with it. Um uh yeah i mean i'm a big chiefs guy if i had to pick an afc team it would be the kansas city chiefs i'm a big fan of patrick mahomes uh, his arm talent uh his willingness to win uh, i'm starting to sound like a tom brady fan there for a minute but uh okay uh but guys i think i think the kansas city defense is going to be the real issue here okay Um, The Buffalo Bills have no problem scoring points. Uh, Miami's defense was very good last year. Coming into this year, they were supposed to be really, really good. Uh, I said that they were overrated earlier in the pod, and now I'm going to flip that to to, uh, help my argument a little bit more. But, uh, you know, the – Dolphins in Miami is very hard. Is very hard place. It's a, it's a it's a very hard place to play. Um, and they they completely shut them out. And they were able to score over thirty points. Um, they're first in total yards, first in passing yards, fourth in rushing yards, first in points, fourth in third down percentage. Um, granted, they played the Texans. Uh, just take that game out. They only allowed twenty three points to the Steelers. Which, by all accounts, so far this season is not terrible, but it was week one. I mean, you guys got to get back to, you know, the NFL season, and um, sometimes you start out a little bit slow. They were able to pick it up uh, in the last few weeks. They have been nothing but out, nothing short of outstanding. Um, I love the Chiefs, guys. The offense is great, but I can't rely on the defense to stop anything. I'm gonna pick the Bills to win this week.
0: Wow, Uh, that's our only difference of the week is Dolan picking the Bills over the Chiefs. Um, Anything else you guys have to add? That's all I have for today's episode. I
2: mean, no much.
0: All right. Um, Thanks again for listening to uh, Out of Bounds for this week. Um, Like I said, we early in the show. Score update right now: it's four-one Boston. Bottom is seven. Um, by the time you're listening, this game will be over, but that's where we're at right now. This game is knock on final. So we'll, if Boston collapsed, you know, I'll be upset. If they win, you all be happy. Um, other than that, that's all I have. So thanks again for listening out of bounds as always. I'm Spencer Brown.
1: I'm Dalton Bishop.
0: And I'm Christian Ernst. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy MLB playoffs. Enjoy WNBA playoffs. Enjoy NFL. Have a good rest of your day.